welcome to We're Still Working on the Name, a Rusty Cool Gaming fan podcast where we, two longtime listeners and friends, re-listen, review, and reminisce about the actual play podcast we both love so very much. Uh, my name is James, and I use he, him pronouns. I am Wes, and to the non-initiated, I use they, them pronouns. <laughs> and... My pronouns are yeah. <laughs> Gender is not real. Uh, and today we will be discussing episode 7, Squelch, through episode 11, The Rackets. Squelch is a bad episode name. Yeah, Squelch is an awful episode name. It's just... Um, but I think that's also done on purpose. Also, I don't know what we're naming the first episode of this podcast, but I made a joke at the very beginning that we should name it Snakes slash J, and I still think that that should be the name of it. I, I, I want to say no, but I don't have any See, better ideas. See, that's where, that's where stupidity becomes genius. So as for these episodes... As compared to the last ones, they are undoubtedly more compelling. Um, they're just better. I like them more. Um, character introductions are always boring and stories only ever get interesting once you know them. Um, because it's exposition versus rising action. Like, And here we're, we're getting to know the characters... But in, uh, specifically Sasha, like, in a more fun way, other than just, like, reading off of a page. Everyone sounds a little bit, no one sounds as quiet. Like, in the first couple episodes, Lydia is, like, I realize that they're, like, on, like, one, maybe two mics. And from personal experience, I know that trying to edit multiple people coming from one audio source is super hard. But, um... It's very clear that it's getting easy that they've situated themselves a little bit better in these in these next few this next batch of episodes so that Lydia isn't super quiet like even when they weren't talking particularly quietly they sounded like they were farther away from the yeah. microphone. Yeah. I mean like not yeah like as in terms of like better quality of episodes these ones are better both in a story perspective and a production perspective. Which I hope is also the case with this show. Yeah. <laughs> What's the first thing that happens in the episode? They are going down um, into the sewers? Yeah, they're going down into the sewers. The bright, clean The Disneyland bright, clean sewers. Disneyland sewers, which is so funny to me. Um, because it's, again, clearly, <laughs> clearly Alex being like, eat the rich. <laughs> Yeah, I have in in my notes here. Uh, this is this is the epitome of Sa- like Sasha getting shit done, and the other three just being Everyone goofballs else. in the background, being complete idiots. I I notice this. It gets more apparent in the next few episodes in this batch. Zolf is really kind of a he's really he's a goober in these first two episodes. He's not as like world weary yeah yet. maybe it's because ben hasn't fully figured out how depressed <laughs> zolf truly is zolf gets more depressed the longer he spends with birdie <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true but also speaking like... of birdie and zolf i have there's like when they were going down into the sewers birdie couldn't fit like through yeah. and there's <laughs> there is just james ross making like 
jokes insinuating that Bertie and Zulfur are having like gay moments while he's helping him take off his armor. <laughs> There's a total of like three times and it's so funny to me because I'm like, what a world we would be living in. Oh god, if they had just like just like boinked out their, oh, their god, issues with each other. Oh god, why you Um... <laughs> <laughs> to try and avoid saying the F word. Uh, um, but I wonder, has anyone asked uh, James Ross if, um, if he had intended Bertie to be gay from the jump? Because I wasn't, I didn't think that. But now listening back to it, Bertie is really, really yeah, gay. Yeah, Bertie is like really, really excessively early. gay in the early episodes. And I think we all just sort of didn't didn't want it to happen and turned a blind eye or maybe maybe it's because um because i as far as i know everyone except for lydia is cis and straight in that yeah group. um they might just at that point thought that gay jokes were really <laughs> funny um, and then it just it, it shook it shook out that Birdie was just gay. Uh, that turns out that like both, I mean, both Birdie and Zolf have the capacity to yeah. like men, so they could have had sex if they wanted to. So they no, I just say no. It's the meme that's like, <laughs> okay. it's the meme I'm, that's I, like the two adults like I consent and I consent, and then it's like, did you forget about the third party? And it's usually like Jesus in the background being like, no. <laughs> You don't got a ring. The two the two boys don't have a ring. They can't have sex in this weird oh, thing sewer. Anyway, but more on the sewers. Um, Zolf takes it upon himself to jump in after he sees something in it, and I. <laughs> I more on the gay shit. I I wrote he he. Zolf took his shirt off, um, because. Anytime oh he takes God. his shirt off, I have to know that's, about that's it. That's you being gay, not I don't the characters. Care. Uh, there's also like this really funny interaction between um, Bertie and Sasha, like talking about because like Zolf has like a rope or Hammond has a rope at some point tied around them, and they're like oh, I love talking this. about I like what a tug one. is and what a tug isn't. It's like this kind of like funny like sibling dynamic almost between Bertie and Sasha there for a second, but Bertie's a prick, so it couldn't happen. Yeah, I agree. That's when Hammond also jumped in after him. Yeah, I'm sitting there like, because Hamid, Hamid jumped in after Zolf. Zolf, Zolf, I I noticed this when I listened to it yes uh, yesterday. Sasha is trying to find other options, and Zolf just goes. Eh, yeah, just he seems like way too fine with just jumping in actual like human excrement. excrement. Yeah. I don't know. Um. That's what I like. Like, chill. Zolf in the beginning is like super chill. Zolf is pretty chill in the beginning. Um, Zolf is like, ba Zolf is, has bandit energy in the beginning. And I mean, bandit heat. Yeah, of course, we're bringing Bluey into this. I love it. I feel like I think I was kind of tired when I wrote this down because I was listening to these pretty late last night and I just wrote down because they're in the sewers, I was like, they're just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, except that they aren't teenagers, and they're not mutant turtles, and only Sasha is a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sasha would absolutely love the idea of being called I think I also think Sasha would like to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sasha would love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because Sasha didn't get a childhood. Oh, oh no. 
Yeah, that is honestly most of what happens in that episode. Like, they just find, I think, the right hand of the simulacrum down there. I think that that's really all that happens in episode seven. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Sasha praises it and discovers that it's, it's like wildly, wildly valuable, valuable and expensive and it's literally been it's thrown like... in a sewer. And then uh, the way that Ben introduce- introduces Zolf in the next episode is Zolf Smith, smelly cleric. <laughs> and then that they find the head. Yes. That... Uh, yeah. And then and then they find that and then character interactions happen and they 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 muck around quite literally. In the yeah. Lab. I mean, this is like the first little glimpse we get of um, other London, which I don't talk about it like enough. I think the concept of other london is so cool like it is really cool and it's deeply it is upsetting, deeply upsetting. Uh, there's a line that i think that they think that alex makes in episode eight um as herringay uh says like that's not that's not uh that's not a that's not an indictment of the people that live there but the people but just how the city works the kind yeah of it's like a it's a very deeply broken class like class system that they have because in the lore of this, like, the lightning rail was built and then London flooded. And they built another London on top of the old London. But just left the poor people down there is what I'm getting from this. I haven't read the lore document. Yeah. But, like... Maybe we should. If we're at hosting, one, at some point the, we should uh, read. The, if we're hosting the, the actual lore that Alex wrote about this, that we're not. But not not. But most. But most people who consume this show don't do that. So. Yeah, um, you don't have to. But we're kind of meant to be the authorities, so maybe we <laughs> should. Yeah, they just like abandoned the poor people, and like sort of, and like took this place that had like that had just been the London. And they just like decided to sh- to shuffle all the undesirables. Yeah. And it's really. It's messed really messed up. up. It's I I like, I guess like, if you've seen like Arcane on on Netflix, there's it's sort of like analogous Netflix. to the Undercity, which is exactly what it is. I. I is that what is that what doesn't Ben make a reference? I to think it? so. Like later. And what? Well, Ben. He, like, refers to it. He says, is it, like, on stilts or is it, like, the Undercity? He says, ain't no force Undercity, which is, like, they're talking about uh, League of Legends. because <laughs> Virgins! <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course that's what Ben references, because Ben's literally a video game designer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they they don't go into under... Uh, they, call, they both call it Under London and Other London, and it's... I can't say either one correctly. But they they um, collect the head of the simulacrum that they find. They collect the hand that they find, and then they take that back to Herringay. Which, as they're like walking in, Birdie is like using the head of the simulacrum as like a ventriloquist dummy. That's so morbid, and it's something that he continues to do throughout the show, which is like be ventriloquist really awful things yeah i don't know why that's a i don't know why that's a that's a that's a birdie 
staple. Did, is it in his backstory that he like learned? I don't know. I think it's just James saying he does something. I want it to be. And having it be fine because it's not real. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But um, I think that Alex calls it grim. Oh, it is grim. It's very point. weird. And they take the hat. The hat. They take the head back to Harringay. And um, Harringay does some shady shit. Yeah, he's like. I don't really care what happens to it. I just don't want it in my city. Which, like... It feels very much like, okay, we need to keep the main characters involved in actual in actuality. The police would take yeah. over by now. But it's... <laughs> it felt a little bit... Contri- it felt a little yeah, contrived well, to me. It also makes Gay sound a little bit like Batman. <laughs> He's just, he's just like, get this out of my city. I don't want it here. And I'm like, is it, when was it yours? When did that happen, big britches? What I'm thinking is, do they ever actually find the rest of that original simulacrum? No. So all they have is this hand and this head. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Did you know that the simulacrum was seven feet yeah, tall? Yeah, it's big boy. I did not, I did not... I did not register that it wasn't that it was more than a human size. It was ten size. feet tall. Oh no, it's ten feet tall. What the hell? It's yeah, huge. Yeah, big boy. I did not ever recognize how big it is. Part of me was always wondering enormous. if it was supposed to like originally was meant to be like a mech. Maybe. But like. Like maybe when that like like b- before like. Like when. I can't when say anything spoilers, without like super duper spoilers. Spoilers when. Tesla was originally designing it if he meant for it to be a mech and then found basically AI <laughs> and was like, actually, yeah, I don't need maybe. to be in the thing. The thing can just be itself. Maybe, maybe. I made it so big. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, dang. And then Edison found it and wasn't smart enough to be able to scale it. Yeah, out. exactly. It's really funny how little we actually see this huge, super important thing. It doesn't even feel that important. Especially by the by end. the end, because it gets. I mean, for two holes, by three se- for three seasons, it's super important. And then the world falls apart. Shh, we can't spoil everything. I really want people to listen to the show as like a companion to the. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Rusty Quill show. If the world doesn't fall apart, it's not a Rusty Quill show. Yeah, that's true. I mean, granted, we haven't listened to... um, I never finished Chapter of Multiverse. um, Or any of the other... If it's not an original trilogy, (laughs) uh, Rusty Quill show. The Generation 1. Stella Firma. Stella Firma, the world fell apart before Stella... Like, a thousand years before Stella Firma even starts. That's fine. It still happens. But um, Harringay, like, basically tells them that they all look terrible and should go home and sleep. But Birdie says, I look like handsome. <laughs> Is Birdie actually supposed yeah, to be Yeah, he's handsome? supposed to be really hot. Like, Birdie's supposed to, like, be sexy, I guess. I mean, while... Oh. <laughs> he is able to seduce... To seduce somebody who is very well, who like literally coined the term of aestheticism. So yeah, well, um, he must he must have something going <laughs> for him. His dick is huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't want to think about it. Um, so think about it, dwell on it. So I won't. Dwell on they it. go. <laughs> so they go to Hamid's <laughs> little bachelor pad, and he's like, "It's not that fancy." And Sasha's like, "How many other people do you live here with?" <laughs> Her and Zolf are just kind of like side eyeing each other, like, oh god. Cause Zolf is Zolf is working class, and then Sasha is below the poverty line. Yes, basically. They are closer to. I feel like they're each other's economic statuses are like closer to each other than Zolf and Hamid's are. But they're they they're still a significant amount of disparity. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, I, I mean, yeah, Zolf and Sasha's, Zolf and Sasha's economic statuses on their own are pretty different, but yes. in comparison to the, the uber-rich two other guys that they've found themselves Which with. Which is funny, um, because Bertie is in crippling amounts of debt. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. He, he does not have money, he just pretends like he does. He, but he also has money mindset because he grew up with money. He has the money mindset because he grew up with mi- money, and he also grew up with a title. Yeah. And while Zolf grew up in a very blue color, he grew up in very blue color, and Sasha grew up in black color. Yes. Um, Which is not an actual term, but she wears a lot of black. It is now. <laughs> but it's interesting because, like, if it weren't for those two, the, the massive difference between wild... Uh, but, wild Zolf and Bertie <laughs> Zolf and him and Bertie like Sasha and and Zolf really wouldn't be able to relate to each other all that much yeah but because they are so they both feel so alienated by by the two super duper rich uber rich people um by little suit boy they, and human tank <laughs> Human gold tank. Human gold tank covered in falcons. Birdie, Birdie looks like he was designed by Vladimir Putin. <laughs> they, they, at like, granted, Zolf is actually really super. He's Zolf is very compassionate. I think it to his detriment. Um, yeah, in the beginning here, he's very compassionate. There is a part that um, that I kind of glossed over um, when they're back with Herringay. Um, they mention other London and Sasha is just like so adamantly does not want to go there um, for, you know, reasons that we find out in just a couple of episodes. Um, and Zolf mm-hmm. kind of pulls her aside and is like, I kind of, I mean, scold isn't exactly the right word, but like tells her off. He's like, if we want to succeed mm-hmm. on this job, you're going to have to like do stuff you don't want to do. But then he kind of turns mm-hmm. the, conversation around and like promises to protect her which is very beautiful mm-hmm. um and, and really sad it makes me so sad it's so sad um i i love i love their relationship it's very frankly. beautiful it's very it's very it's very father daughter yeah um but yeah but i just think that that's sort of our first glimpse into that sort of relationship there. Zolf is 
you we forget about it because the gruff salty sea dad is like like sea man is like the whole like, yeah <laughs> you like, said what sea man think of when they think of it <laughs> i said sea man not sea men okay okay whatever you say that like that like gruff salty pirate man is like what people think of yeah but zulf is deeply even when he's like really really in the throes of when of sad boy zulf's time mm-hmm. like he's super compassionate and he's like super kind or super empathetic and like to to a detriment to himself kind of way yeah but um yeah going back to where we were uh episode nine uh the next one they mm-hmm. have sort of like They've done their shopping. They're getting ready to go to other London. And then they uh, they do it. <laughs> they do. They go to other London. And we get the eel in the and, bun. Um, uh, I'm just picturing a blue hot dog. Oh. Like, that's not you know, what I thing. was picturing at all. All right. I guess I'm kind of picturing a hot dog that looks like it's a sardine. So they go to this scene. The opening scene in this in this in this episode is so much is so funny. I was listening to it um, this morning on my way to the gym, and um, oh my god, it was hilarious! Like, uh, you want uh, me to look? Sasha, st- not my best. <laughs> oh yeah, they like Hammond starts to cry because he has dirt on, it, or he wants to cry because he has dirt on his face. <laughs> And that's like he says i put like, as much dirt on my face as i can without hating myself <laughs> and i like that so foul it's like it's like it's like one streak across his face like he's a background character in a production of oliver um, <laughs> so uh, bad i love it dearly but uh it that that is a subtle way of showing hammett's privilege very subtle. Um, it's definitely more yeah. shown later in their interactions with Barrett. Um, yeah. But. Um, it, it's obvious. It's in that moment you really remember. Because Hammond's, just because Hammond's nice doesn't mean he isn't, like, like. Doesn't mean his father like, doesn't own half the banks of the, in the world. In the world. Yeah, he's, like, super uber rich and has never had to be dirty. And has the, can, can afford to be cleaned up most of his life. Yeah. I can't say that I particularly like, I'm gonna be honest, I was raised pretty squarely middle class. Yeah. Like, and like Same. upper middle class for most of, like upper middle class until the, until the recession. And then like lived squarely in the middle between like not quite upper middle class. So like, I can't necessarily relate to like even Zolf. Um, mm. Like, I mean, I can. To a, to a certain extent, but, like, like neither of us can really, like, even really 100% relate to, like, it's just, it's interesting to see, like, this. Yeah, how when history plays out differently, how, like, like, how you construct an alternate history in your brain, um, mm-hmm. specifically, in this case, Alex's brain, how he like constructs the class system and like what has happened to big cities like London, um, which like building a city over the top of another city sometime in the future, uh, probably plausible. 
things like Prague Floating University. Not so much. Um, but, but not so much. Yeah. But you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I was going to say that all I know is that like alternate history is something that I'm deeply fascinated by, and it's probably one of the reasons I like this podcast so much. And like alternate history that isn't just what if the Nazis won? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm not interested in knowing what happened if the Nazis won. I, I I don't particularly want to know because that's not a that that's not a a uh, an outcome I want. <laughs> It's like it's it's like it's like evil Superman. Like it's played out. Move on. Yeah, move on. Um, but back to the episode. The opening is I think it's the opening or not like a little bit past the opening where they go actually down into other London and Sasha starts talking with the rat merchant. The rat merchant. Um, She's like, were these rats organically sourced? <laughs> and they just no, start fighting. No, she's way more awkward than that. She's like, she's like. So what do you feed them? <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Alex, it's so out of pocket. It's just like, well, to get them nice and organic, we feed them good quality rat. That's how you seal in the flavor. He says seals in the flavor. That's how you seal and in the flavor rat. Feeding rats rats. Um, I don't. I don't. So think... gruesome. Because the idea of somebody forcing a rat to eat a rat is so awful. <laughs> I don't think I want to think about it anymore. But then also, like, she just starts she just starts yelling at um, the guy because Zolf is um, loud. Uh, but Zolf manages to do it kind of okay. Zolf is okay. And then, and then Bertie then... just falls through the wall. <laughs> and just <laughs> knocks it over. And because Bertie is basically a walking gong, mm-hmm. uh, just, like, erupts. And then they start fighting. Um, yep. And then they have then there's random combat. Is this ra- is, is there this combat? the combat? I think I can't remember. No, I know this is, is not the combat because a... they get out of that situation and then that little Zolf kid talks them out of it. pickpockets Birdie and oh, goes yeah, they rock and by finds like walking around. I think Asher. Yeah. yeah, Ashen. I think it's Ashen. Ashen. Okay. Um, something I, I like had a, that. I had a thing. So this, I, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about the soundscaping for Other London, um, because as they descend into Other London, yes, um, there, I actually this might be in episode eleven. Uh, I think it's in episode that, eleven because are you going to talk about the baby crying in the background? <laughs> yes, yes, I am going to talk about the baby. <laughs> I crying have it written down. It's so anxiety inducing. <laughs> I'm just like no. <laughs> But it's like it's like the only main like there's some other really weird choices in here too, but okay we'll get oh, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, they're walking in up they're walking in another London and they happen across somebody that knows Sasha and then they fight. Yeah, and it goes just, so badly. Just stabs him in the back, um, which is exactly what you're supposed to do as a rogue um doing a good job no no she's playing a rogue to like to a t and granted i've never actually played a rogue but um i know i was listening to these episodes and i was like i want to play a rogue it sounds fun which i talked about i talked about second edition dungeons and dragons um last time and i'll talk about it again um 
bard, like the bard class used to just be a reskin of the rogue class. They used to have pretty much the same abilities. What? Yeah, it How was that... it was very strange, which is why when I first started playing D&D, I didn't play a bard. Um I main bards. Yeah, I mean now I do. Um but that's why I mainly played a wizard because like I I don't know how many magical abilities bards really had. Um way back in the D&D because, day. Because bards are because bards are still spellcasters. Yes. Bards are, bards are spell bards are like a spellcasting class now. Yes. Like pretty much like pretty exclusively. They're like they're like range and spellcast and they're backup. All that all that really happens in that episode is that big combat which they are just rolling horrendously the entire it's time. Horrific. And I'm like if, you need to like really cleanse your dice put them out under the full moon like emily axford does and just <laughs> leave them in salt water yes leave them in salt water for 24 hours um but like they yeah it's a bad it's i mean it's granted, bad the, um... both birdie and hammett go down um they do go down and uh, i wanted to because you because you started playing on second edition uh, what is your opinion on confirming criticals? On confirming criticals, I think that it is it 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 is pretty useless because the statistical like likeliness of, of that actually being able to like be a likely thing that you could confirm a critical like it's it's mm -hmm. little to none. Um, I, granted, I, I, the reason they do it in this show is because there are like high level, there are like high level monsters in the later season. As as the players get higher level, that can like auto crit. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, think, I don't, I don't think it. I don't think it. After these couple like final final bosses, like that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's just like, like a, granted, I like I at like earlier levels confirm confirming criticals um, is like hugely detrimental to them. Um, mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't think it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, like needing to worry about food and drink in a regular D&D &D campaign. Like if you're a DM and you start penalizing people for things that they kind of can't control like that, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels it feels it feels like a needless penalty. Yeah, I don't I don't like it, but I understand why they're doing uh, it. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, uh, however, I do like taking ten and taking twenty. I um, love that. I love taking ten and taking twenty. I have, if I could, if I could take one thing from Pathfinder as a confirmed Pathfinder hater, um, I would take that out of it. Um, which like and put it. In in our campaign, if you ever want to do that, I would definitely let that be a thing. Like I have only ever I have only ever had DMs that granted I've only had three people I've only yeah. had ever had three DMs. But they are very pro taking ten and taking twenty. I think it should I think I don't think I don't know why it would um be like detrimental. Yeah. Like if you're doing something that you could eventually get right, like why? 
Yeah, honestly. That's pretty much like that fight like transitions into the beginning of episode 11. Um, which is literally the first appearance of like Hamid's like draconic lineage, which is cool because like these mm-hmm. these couple of episodes are very Sasha like backstory heavy, which I love. I love her very much, mm-hmm. but it also sprinkles in a little bit of like foreshadowing for Hamid with those with his claws mm-hmm. popping out when he's so scared, and then later when Barrett references his dad. I think that Bryn might have the same disease that i have which is the i'm so desperate for the fun stuff just are like the secrets to keep to come out um that i start making uh, things happen yeah um i don't think that that's a bad quality during like collective storytelling but but it is I think that he's really, really excited. At the beginning of this campaign, Bryn is like such a pick me girl. I love it so much. Like, he's so me for what? real. What do you mean? Why is he? A, why is he a pick me? What's he doing? I don't know. Like, <laughs> just like the way that he like does his acting and stuff. Like, him. It's always crying be... and throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him. It's just really soft. He is but soft like, and squishy. He, of... Bryn makes a joke about Hammond being a chew toy, but like it's kind of true. I understand where Ham- where Bryn is coming from with the excited like the excited the secret that the character doesn't know because I have a, I am I'm I'm about to start a Monster of the Week campaign where I'm playing a character who is completely she's just a fae and she has no idea. Oh, I love that. That's a good one. And. and she it turns out that she's actually the daughter of the Lady of the Lake, Ooh. and is also wielding is is like wielding the great sword Excalibur. Oh hell yeah! And has no idea of any of these things. She's not half fae. She's just entirely a fairy and has no idea. Oh my god, me! I'm a fairy. <laughs> um, oh my god! Shut up! Pri- Stop calling yourself it is slurs. Pride mo- I can call myself a slur if I want to. Okay. Yeah, so basically they, Sasha ends up surrendering with the group. Um, yeah, well, makes sense. They're getting their asses handed to them. Getting their asses handed to them completely. Birdie's down, and then Hammond goes down, and yeah, basically. Birdie goes down really quick, really fast. Birdie goes down really quick, really fast, I think because James is not a cautious player. <laughs> like... Yeah, I also think I also think that I also think that while the guy didn't crit, he did roll an at twenty. He did roll very well. It's still a sh- it's still a crap ton of damage. Even if you don't crit, it's still a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. This is not double damage. And these people um, who know Sasha then take them basically to the headquarters of the whole <laughs> the whole racket racket. Um, um, and that leads us into episode 11. Well, that was, that was episode the 11. The start of that oh. was episode 11. Um, but that brings me back to my point about the crying about the baby. crying baby in the uh, background that was giving me such, I, <laughs> such bad codependency. I was just like, ah, oh, you have to go help the child. I have to go help this um, horribly distressed child. 
Was that was that all? Was that all that like? Because there's like almost no other sound effects. There was like and there was like a dull a roar other... of like people and like walking sounds, but it was mostly just the baby crying, and I was just like, I, I can't do this. It's like was that was that the only was that the only like I realized was that the only way that you could that you could um you could you like could show squalor like, was like <laughs> was like was like a, a distressed baby. I, I was just wondering. I would yeah. love to know his thought process there. I just, I'm so curious as to why that was chosen. Because, like, if I was soundscaping that, I would have done, like, <clears throat> like, maybe the sounds of, like, work. Like, maybe, like, of, like, hammers a little bit, maybe. Yeah. And, like, but why is the baby so much louder? And then there's, like, a horrific tuberculosis cough happening <laughs> also. Um, and... Which, like, that one makes more sense than the baby. Than the baby. <laughs> the baby. The baby. But th- 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 that lasts not very long um, because... No, but it. I, was, because... I, I listened to it, like, an hour ago. Yeah. I was laying on my couch. I was just laying on my couch staring up at the ceiling, and I'm listening to this. My mom's in the kitchen cooking, and I say out loud, I'm like, what the fuck? Who soundscaped this? Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> Like I, it was a weird choice. It was a weird choice. And not it was like it. But I don't. I'm not like I'm not being like. Oh, why would he do this? I'm just like interesting choice. Why would you do Moving that? on. Uh, uh, but I'm sorry. It's the 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 the, the, the productiony editing side is like my shtick. So it's like it's really interesting to me. Like it's not poorly done. It's very well done. Yeah, absolutely. I just wonder. Why? 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 I'm sorry. It's really funny to me. But it really, they, it was really, yeah. They get to this. Um, they get to like the headquarters of the Racket family. Basically, family and loose quotation marks. I always wondered about this. Is Sasha supposed to be legitimately related to Barrett? I because I highly doubt it, it. I always, I always took it to 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 be like the the like the rackets are like the racket is the it's like a crime family yeah the racket is the legit family is the legit family that runs everything then they were legitimate family mm. um that's how i always took it and like sasha's dad was probably like was probably like part of it like one of like the the brothers mm-hmm. that's how i always took it but I'm not that that it could be that no she was just taken in and I think I think it was the taken in sort of storyline but like a lot of Sasha's past is still murky a mystery yeah I find it more interesting this way yeah I like it more that way um yeah and they meet Barrett um I hate him uh <laughs> You're supposed to. You're supposed to it's, hate him. This is this. I is... remember the first time I listened to it being way more scared of him because <laughs> spoilers, he's not that scary. No, he's a dweeb. he is a dweeb who, when he gets sad, goes into his room and listens to loud opera music. Um, <laughs> that is real. Oh my god! Yeah, that does happen. That. Anyway, he's so impotent. Granted, I think that part of that might have also been an act. Yeah, I'm. But yeah, 
I, th I think Barrett is so much of an act at this point. He could not distinguish himself from the from the versions of himself that he has. I think that he is he is a godfather. Um, <laughs> yes, very much. You know, he's playing the role of a godfather. And he he ends up like in exchange for the information of where the people are that they were originally in the sewers looking for. He makes Hamid take the ring he was gonna give it to Zolf. he was going to give it to Zolf. he was going to give it to Zolf, and then hammond was like no i don't think so and puts it on his hand very quickly not after hammond sits there and and, and cries a little bit <laughs> he he doesn't cry he yes he does cry. this is where hammond actually does starts actually crying cry? yeah hammond is like sitting there crying he says and then he like collects himself I, 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 Um, I have uh, my note here for this one is I said, why is Hamid crying? And where is Azu to give him big hugs? <laughs> Aww. All that's there is Brand. All that's there to give him warm hug is Brandy. Uh, yeah. Which it's not a good coping mechanism, Hamid. No, but it's better than his actual addiction. <laughs> yeah. In heavy quotes, because it never uh, comes up. It never comes up again. Um, but yeah the in in like the whole like ring situation we also learn that barrett knows and has met hammond's father which is a detail that i forgot which like at this point if you don't know Hammond's backstory you're like what that's crazy oh, that's which it would make uh, sense it, it, that it, the big it, crime boss of other london would have talked to a wealthy bank owner at one point at this point, what it serves to do is make Barrett seem more intimidating. Seem scarier and, like, connected and very spooky. Yeah. It it serves a a more important purpose later. Yes. and But if you want to find that out, you'll have to go and listen to the show for yourself. I'm sure if you're here, you've already listened to the whole thing, but it's fine. That's true, but we might have... We might, we might have people who don't. Who knows? Probably like my boyfriend. People <laughs> in our, like people in our actual lives who want to support yeah. us. Yeah. But yeah, that's almost like, that like is nearing the end of the episode. And the last thing that like happens in that episode before they leave is... The spooky guy. The Dementor. The spooky guy. Yeah. But also he, uh, um, Sasha asks Barrett about Brock. Yeah. Big spooky guy says that Brock is in Paris and that he's quote happy enough. Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and that's basically these couple of episodes, which the story is these like getting now. exciting. Fun things are coming next. Yeah. Um, the next episode is the has the best title out of any episode ever, which is oh, which yeah. is Quiche. Yes, yes. <laughs> Keesh. anyway now i'm hungry <laughs> um but yeah that was that was those episodes have... what was your overall um rating how many eel quiches out of 10 um three 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 because they're starting to be funny so rude they're starting to get funny they're starting to be funny um they had their first uh pun off they did i would give it i would give it um I would give it a six quiches out of ten. Um, 
Yeah, maybe it is six. Maybe five, six quiches out of ten is more. More. I would accurate. say I would say five um, or six quiches out of ten because of how many times they said manhole. <laughs> <laughs> you're easy to please. Um, what? I said you're easy. To oh please. yeah, no, uh, my standards are so low. Uh, um, no, it's actually the real reason is because Zolf took his shirt off. So. <laughs> But then he took that he took a swim in feces. That's fine. He's still. I still. Oh. I can still think. I can still think about it. Ben made a lot of jokes in character, or he said a lot of jokes in the voice, which means that that he they're in character. So Zolf is like joking Zolf around. Zolf is just being a silly it, little guy is... in these episodes, and I think that that he I jokes, think that that alone made... warrants six eel quiches out of ten. Yes, it does. It does. It does. I there's a he he makes a joke about like wanting to take thirty showers and it makes me laugh <laughs> aloud. But yeah. Alrighty. Um, I guess we're gonna sign yeah, off. I think that that is is all for today. Okay. Uh, that's a good boy from me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. doubt my microphone just picked it up but Ginny just trilled at me what do you want oh baby girl hi come here Vinny's asleep on my loft bed but um I'm asexual but, this um... and I hate it when people have sex this pride month I'm partnering with League of Legends <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> But um, we already discussed that we were babies when the show came out. Hi, Vinny. Oh, the cat. Baby. <laughs> Don't stand. I don't want you to mess with me. Hello, little man. Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> He's bad. He, like, typed something. He's very bad. He's been. Okay. Oh, my God. Why? Why did you have to go under the mic? Why was that necessary? <laughs> Kind of hoping it would just be we could just make it welcome all or something <laughs> like that. that that's boring <laughs> but putting a putting a putting a tone indicator in the title it's of funny the it's anyway, funny people would laugh we, at it we'll, we'll discuss we will discuss this <laughs> not on air um this will be a production question not a some people need to hear this one <laughs>